Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back in the book cave and we have our usual suspects with us. Um, on this cold, wintry day. Oh, it's so cold. <laughs> it really is. My my hands were freezing. My nose was freezing when I was out. Um, so, yeah, here we are. We're enjoying some warm drinks on this cold day. Um, but, Kelly, let's tell the, the listeners what we're or what we read this time so we can talk about our fun cocktail. OK, so this time we decided to read The Little Book of Huga, and it's by, I don't know, Wiki. Wiking, something like that. Right. Let's spell it. <laughs> it's the Danish Secrets to Happy Living. So I found this. I was looking through Hoopla one day. I didn't have anything to read. And I found it and I just came across because hookah is a big thing um, these days. I keep hearing it, you know, and I, I feel like there's Ikea furniture named after this. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I feel there is. It's a very specific line. <laughs> right. No, I, just the spelling of it, because hygge is actually spelled H-Y-G-G-E. So yeah, for anyone who's been wondering a, how to say that word. Right. So, and I started reading, and I thought, wow, this is fascinating. So then I texted Jacqueline, and I said, hey, let's, let's do this book. It's a fast read. So here we are. And she was right. It was a fast read. Uh, once I had the correct <laughs> edition downloaded from Hoopla, we discovered early on when we were talking about it that I was reading something that was reading more like a textbook, and I could not figure out how Kelly was flying through it. She kept telling me, she's like, it's such a fast read. There's only a few words on each page. It's no big deal. It's While all I'm pictures. Reading, I'm reading this like super dense text that... <laughs> was interesting, but not nearly as fast as she was making it out to be. So once I got to the right book, it absolutely was a fast read and very, very interesting. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. So the drink we decided on, because, you know, Huga is all about happiness and yeah. uh, finding your happiness. And and uh, so we and hot drinks, right? Hot, yes. Hot drinks. So we have a hot chocolate spiked with a little vodka. Uh, Jacqueline has whipped cream vodka, and I have vanilla vodka. And then we've put marshmallows in it. Yes. Topped it with whipped cream. Yes. Added some caramel and chocolate sauce over the top of the whipped cream, and then sprinkled it with chocolate chips. It is dessert in a glass. It is, and it makes us very happy. I have a pile of marshmallows on top of mine, which makes me so happy. And it is... Very tasty. It's very hookah. It's also very sticky because I have a lot of caramel. <laughs> so my lips it's are stuck together. Mm-hmm. And as we'll discuss this book a little further, um, there's there's a lot of components to, is it being huga? Is it establishing huga? Is it like, is it a verb? <laughs> Did we well, ever determine? So, well, so they're, they had to, so huga lick. They're, you know, huga lick. You're um, you're not very hoogalic. Yes. You know, so like you're that's, not down with huga <laughs> or you're just you're not as uh, slow. I don't, and I don't mean slow, but I feel like the culture. I mean, what they're meaning to say is it's a very relaxed state. Yes. And Agreed. it's a comfort state and there's no pressure. And hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's all very chill. <laughs> right. So, yes. yes. So a hot drink is one of the recommended ingredients for a huga experience. Mm-hmm. And so we landed on boozy hot chocolate and it's real good. Mm-hmm. 
So there's that. I actually wrote I actually wrote a percentage down. Hot drinks are what 86% of Danes associate with Huga. Oh. Tea, hot chocolate, and mulled wine. I feel like maybe I could have been Danish <laughs> after reading this book. <laughs> I feel like maybe I could have lived there without a problem. <laughs> but we'll, right. we'll discuss. Right, right. In the meantime, before we get to the book of Huga discussion, what are you reading now? I am reading... Um, <laughs> this is funny. So um, we started these book bundles at the library where you can email in and you fill out this form of what you like. So I was testing it one day because okay. it was brand new, right? And so um, I put in, I can't even remember what I put in. Oh, historical fiction, romance, character-driven, fast-paced, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so I got three books. Okay. And one of which, um, it's Remind Me Why I Need a Man. Oh, <laughs> okay. And the cover, and it was written back in 2007, and the cover um, is like straight out of 1950s, but it is really funny. And I, and it, it's, a, it's a very light, fast-paced read, so fast-paced, you know, read, but yeah. yeah, but she has to go back. And it's set in Ireland, of all places, so. Oh. Right. Um, so. I don't know why I'm surprised by that, but, it, I but somehow. I was surprised because. They don't really, you know, you wouldn't know they were in Ireland other than every now and then they mention they're in Dublin, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. oh, right, they're back in Ireland. But anyway, she's decided she's going to take this course. She's 37 years old and she's decided she's going to take this course um, to find a husband. And so what she has to do is go back and contact all of her ex-boyfriends and ask them why they didn't like her. (laughs) What? (laughs) So... So it's her journey back in time, and every time she finds one, she's like, oh, holy cow, because there's some really funny, I mean, they're doing things that she would never, like, one became a monk, and one became... Okay. <laughs> oh, some, something else. Have you read that? No. Oh, oh but you know, there was, the show, which is different from the movie, the show on Hulu, High Fidelity, sort of has a storyline like that with Zoe Kravitz, okay. where she's revisiting her past relationships to figure out why they didn't work. She isn't necessarily going... No, I guess she is catching up with each one to talk mm-hmm. to them about She has it, so. to go and she has to talk to them and yeah. ask them why they didn't like her. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm reading right now. Okay. All right. Well, I am... Um, I just finished the book of Lost Names, which I know, Kelly, you had read some mm-hmm. time ago. And I did that one on audio. I'm a little sorry that I did. I oh. liked the story, but... Um, I found myself growing very annoyed with one of the characters every time it was her turn to talk in the book. And so I like if I had been reading that, I would have been able to skim it, let alone or instead of just letting the story play out at the speed that the recording was going. Um, I liked the story. um, And that was I think that was my first Kristen Harmel book. Um, but we, I think you had talked about the room on Rue Amelie yes. recently or mm-hmm. back some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be, I'll be going on further, but I think that I will read the next one and see if I find if, that I feel differently about it. Good story. I would avoid the narration next time. Um, it was Youth Media Awards announcement oh, yes. this week. 
And um, as a former children's librarian, I still find myself drawn <laughs> to, to those winners. It's always winners an exciting time. Just to see. And um, one of the, I think it was a Newbery honor, was also named one of the best audiobooks. And as it happened, the day I went looking for them, um, it was available on Cloud Library. So I grabbed it. It's called Fighting Words, and it's by Kimberly Brewbreaker Bradley. That's a hard name to say. Kimberly Brewbaker Bradley. And it's very sad. And I, like, I know where the story's going, but the narrator doesn't even know how the story ends. And so I'm glad that I'm listening to it. The narr- This narrator is amazing. The character is fantastic, but the person who's doing the voice for this book is out of this world. She's so good. And um, I've, like, I've caught myself giggling by myself in the car as I'm listening to it like out loud (laughs) so um it's really great but I like I can tell where the story is going and I just know that by the end I'm going to be ugly crying in the car so there's that I'm reading um I'm not reading yet but I just picked up the Midnight Library is that what it's called by Matt Haig I think that's right Midnight Library so I just checked that out and I'm going to get to that next and I just finished reading our next podcast book Mm -hmm. which we will discuss later so Okay. Lots of things going on right now. So I don't really think there's any spoilers. I doubt it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll forego our regular spoiler alert right. and get right into it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what it means to be Huga. Right. So just a little background. So apparently there's a, a Happiness Research Institute, which is based in Denmark. First, let's talk about how you get a job there. Well, right. Who's funding that place? I didn't look it up. I meant to. I, You know, I don't know either. It, it explores the causes and effects of human happiness. That's their... That's their... Thing. I love that. <laughs> As a mission. Right. <laughs> so good. And, yeah. you know, Denmark consistently rates among the happiest nations in the world. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why they're there, because they can do all the research, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And his research typically just sounds... Not just. I understand that it's actual research, but right. it sounds like he just gets to talk to people well, and right. ask them things like, what do you like about your life? Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I well, mean, based I on being... the little graphs and the percentage right. of people, it's like you're, well, how many of you like candles or how many of you like, blah, blah, you know, all that yes. kind of stuff. Because apparently instant huga is candles. Yes. So if you light a candle, because huga is also all about light, but a candle signifies Huga, it's supposed to make you feel relaxed and and comfortable. So if you light a candle, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be instant huga. Yeah. Which I sort of get. I get, maybe not in the middle of the day. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, it's were, mood lighting. Yeah. Right? So There were some things about this that I thought, huh, is Denmark really that different from the U.S.? <laughs> oh, right. It must be. Because a couple of these things I thought, huh, I'd. And I'll get to a very specific one in a second, but yeah, I, I mean, I love being a librarian, but to get to people, to get to ask people questions like that all the time, just to like, tell me what it is that makes you feel like your life is great. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. It's a Absolutely. good job. So, but yeah, yeah he's, they've got a lot of data. <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing about, um, so the key part of Huga also is about being with people. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not large crowds. It's like three to four people. Right. Offers the most comfort and relaxation. What they've, in their research shows, it's a group of three to four people. Yeah. But they also caution 
that the social circles in Denmark are very tight uh-huh. and that it's very difficult to break into those three to four people. So you feel on the outside a lot and very lonely until it, and I think they mentioned in there that it can take up to 10 years sometimes to break into a circle. Oh, I didn't remember that number. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a like a commitment to trying mm-hmm. to get in, get into a group of friends. But once you're in, I guess you're in for life. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I mean, that's good. But yeah, yeah, I do remember reading that they were, and I, and I think he was a little chagrined because I think the sentence reads something like, admittedly, the circles are tough right. to break, but right. I guess yeah. it's worth it. Right. So um, the Huga Manifesto. I wrote okay. them down. I think, oh, good. I think it's 10 things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it's 10. So atmosphere. We talked about lighting, mm-hmm. right? Presence. You have to be here now. Turn off the phones. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. Uh, so coffee, chocolate, cookies, cakes, and candy. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> own food pyramid. <laughs> Apparently cakes are like really big and bring a lot of happiness. Yes. Hence the reason we're drinking hot chocolate. Um, equality, so it's we over me. So there's mm-hmm. you know you know gratitude, of course. Harmony, it's not a competition. You're not competing with your friends around you, so you don't need the braggart in the corner saying, "Oh, look at me!" Right? Uh, comfort, uh, relaxation. You're supposed to be taking breaks here and there. You know that kind of thing. Truce, no drama. <laughs> No drama. Which of these points spoke the most to you, Kelly? (laughs) No drama. (laughs) Um, Togetherness. Build relationships and narratives with things like, do you remember the time we? So it's, you know. And then shelter. Your place of peace and security for your tribe. And that's interesting that that's the last one on the list because it's also the most basic of human needs, right? Right. And what is that pyramid called? They talked about it in here and I can't. Um, yep, yep, yep. It's not it's uh, not Maslow's hierarchy, is it? Well, there is it, Maslow's hierarchy, but I don't know. That's, that's not it. <laughs> it's whatever it's the, the hierarchy needs. of human needs, yes, right? The yeah, very yeah. basic bottom level mm-hmm. is like food and shelter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Maslow. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay. So food and shelter are the most basic, but it's and it's interesting that it's the very last one on this list, but it seems like they discuss later that that's the most important. Right. To humans as right. a whole. Right. So, yeah. Um, can Before we go further than your manifesto, though, mm-hmm. can I just say that the, the thing that made me laugh the f- like first when I started this book was that the first, and I'm going to say this in quotes, great philosopher that he quoted was Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> he quotes Winnie the Pooh a couple of times. In that <laughs> you don't spell your feelings, you feel them. <laughs> I think the quote is, how do you spell love? And I think Piglet asks Winnie the Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh says, you don't spell it, you feel it. Yes. But that was like page two of the intro, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. I was like, all right, here, we're going to get into this philosophical discussion, and it's Pooh Bear. <laughs> I feel, I, you know, I feel like Winnie the Pooh is often used in philosophical discussions. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Um, so... And the other thing that I thought was funny, it's so a high level, the high, a high level of meat, confectionery and coffee consumption in Denmark is directly linked to hygge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so meat, confectionery and coffee. Yeah. That's a lot of meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, and they eat like a, like a ton. It's I can't remember what the pound numbers were, but it was. It was a lot it was of a meat. Lot. <laughs> it, it was a lot. But they must counter that with all the bicycling. Well, right, because, yeah, because they don't have cars. I don't, I mean, very few of them. Yeah, they said the car tax was, like, 
300% or something. So yeah. a lot of people choose to use bicycles instead as, right. as a way to get exercise. And, right. But yeah, I thought that was funny that that they did talk about all these food choices that were like, oh, all of these things make you happy. And I can't disagree with any of those things no. on the list. Well, maybe the meat part sometimes. I mean, not that much meat, but. But did that include like all kinds of proteins like chicken and turkey? And, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it was bacon like. Bacon and yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 It is a lot, but, um, but yeah, as they got further into the book and they were talking about how they use bicycles to get everywhere and they've got an infrastructure that supports that and it's a way that and I thought, oh, okay, well, that's how, that's how you can sit down and eat a whole cake at Christmas. Well, right. And <laughs> look for the almond or whatever and still live a long, happy life. <laughs> right. Right. And they said that the longer it takes a dish to cook, the more hoogalig it is. So yeah. it's all about the process. Which, you know. So I think of a slow cooker. Right. <laughs> That's what I think of. Right. I don't think of me actually sitting there. I think I just throw it all in the pot and it takes four, six hours to cook and I'm done. But I'm yeah. pretty sure that's not what they're saying. Right. Well, yeah, because I think part of it was like working together with people to chop right, up the vegetables right. and can the green, you know, right. can your own applesauce or whatever. Yes, yeah, was yes. was part of the whole thing. But mm-hmm. no, I'm with you. And also like. I want to get to the sit around the fireplace in comfortable silence part of the hygge so if I can cook faster, I can get there sooner. Right. So that's, yeah. I And I, you know, I like to cook. I'm not a great cook. I like to do it. I hate the cleaning up part. Right. So that's always the frustrating bit. But but I don't want it to take four hours. Mm -mm. Like, I don't know. I'd rather... I'd rather get that that part done so we can get right. Well, okay. (laughs) To that point, um, they work till five and they're out. Right. Right. Balance of life is is much better, right? I fully support work-life balance and I've learned some important lessons about it in my career. And personally, I'm a much better person when I do it. Right. But why, why is it that we feel compelled to stay late or... Like, it, it doesn't matter if someone's going to get that email tonight at 520 or tomorrow morning at 830. Like, I go back to that competition thing. Probably. You're, you're competing with your coworkers yeah. to be better <laughs> than them. And it's unfortunate because, you know, then everybody's sort of in that, like, well, that's why they call it a race, right? It's a, that vicious cycle where you don't feel like you can go home and do these things to be huga. Harmony and uh, truce. <laughs> No drama. Right. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. But if you wanted to be in Scotland, or Scotland, sorry, in Denmark, um, casual is the key, right? Yeah. And a scarf is a must. <laughs> so you have to have a scarf. That part made me laugh. <laughs> and everyone wears black. Yeah. They might go to gray on some days. That part was so good. He was like, if we're feeling especially adventurous. <laughs> Bulky sweaters and woolen socks. Yep. That's that's what I'm you on need board to with the woolen socks part. Oh, I'm I would be too. Cozy pair of yeah. socks. I you know it's funny. I don't always love socks. Like I'm, I am ready for flip flop season when it gets here. But a nice cozy pair of them. But you know I was are just different than just yeah. everyday socks. Going back to the candle thing and the lighting. Isn't Denmark like it's night for a long time? There's a period of time where it's dark. They, they don't have a lot of sunlight. Yeah, a lot of daylight. Yes. Yeah. So that's why they can, why mm-hmm. candles are such a big thing as, I mean, I suppose during winter season here, you could start candles from 
4.30. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Until 8 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I was kind of astonished, though, when they were talking, and then I could sort of relate to the American ambassador who was sort of, like, aghast that they were doing this, but <laughs> when they were talking about lighting them and keeping them everywhere, like classrooms mm-hmm. and like I, and immediately the american ambassador was like what that's such a fire hazard and that was immediately my th- i was like who's who's lighting a candle in a school it's full of paper well like, <laughs> i think they were lighting them at work too weren't they yes yeah and and i mean i guess if that's how it goes for you all the time and you're just used to it like maybe that's just such a foreign concept to us that it just seems right i don't know <laughs> do we know any firemen <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you found out that people were lighting candles in a classroom, how would you feel about that? I think it depends on how responsible they are with the candles. Okay, that's I fair. I've been on many structure fires that started with candles. candles. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, there is there really is something lovely about them and I just but I I too was with that American with the perspective of holy cow, really everywhere? Right. That's just yeah. Right. And going, because we're talking about candles, they were talking about in the Christmas chapter how they light that Christmas countdown calendar. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if it's like a big, like a fat candle that they do this with or like a taper, but I would definitely be that person who lit it and then forgot about it. Oh, yeah. And I'd burn through like December 20th before I remembered. <laughs> right? I know. Like, I, 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 oh, oops. <laughs> I have those. I have the ones in the bathroom and I, I have a little tea light in there. Of course yeah. it goes out. But, yeah. you know, and I, I'll remember the next morning. Oh, shoot. I should, probably should have checked that before I went to bed. And, I, you know, it burns out. But still, I, I light it and never think about it again. Yeah. I mean, it, I just I, I can't I can't wrap my head around having to like time a candle. No. I guess was the part for me. I was like, I know. And they were talking about how sometimes they'll forget and they'll burn it in the morning before they go to work or school or whatever. And I was like, I no, I would e- I would be all or nothing. I would either burn the whole thing in one night right. or I would never remember to do it. And I do it all on Christmas Eve. It would be <laughs> one or the other. Um, I, I marked some things in the book here. OK, so uh, apparently you can make you can build your own hygge kit. Did you know that? <laughs> and just, it's an emergency kit. Yeah. Just in case you, I don't know, you're a little stressed or whatever, mm-hmm. you need to bring the hookah back in your life. So you need candles, of course. Mm-hmm. You need your favorite book. How do you pick one? I don't know. Okay. Oh, your favorite tea. Okay. Uh, your favorite film or TV series. Again, how do you pick one? You need jam. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just saying. Um, a good pair of woolen socks. Yeah. A selection of your favorite letters. Um, a warm sweater. Okay. And a notebook. Huh. Oh, wait. And a nice blanket. Okay. <laughs> a paper and a pen. Okay. Music. Yeah. And a photo album. All right. Mm-hmm. A full photo album or an empty photo album? Um, well, it says... You know all those photos you uploaded on Facebook? Why not select a hundred of your favorite pictures and have them printed? An album of printed photos is much more hoogalig to browse through on a stormy night with a mug of tea. Okay. So because so, you, you know you're supposed to put your phone down, right? Yeah. So they want you to have a photo album to reflect on. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought, um, so that's our emergency. This kit. book was written in 2017, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I can't get my head around my selection of letters like who <laughs> nobody's writing me letters with pencil no. and pen so or like pen it? and paper anymore the spoken word ceases to exist the moment it is born 
but with the written language, we are able to hear words from centuries ago or the words of loved ones far away. Okay. Rereading old letters is a hoogalig way of relaxing, remembering, and reconnecting. I don't know who has those letters. I have I some either. letters, actually. I mean, I have a very, very small number of, if, like... If you grew up in the last century, as I did, you'll have those handwritten letters safely stored away. <laughs> <laughs> but letters written in the internet age may be printed and stored as well. Oh, so, so they want you me to could, print my emails. Right. Okay. Right. All right. But I've, it's funny. Most of the most of the actual letters I have are from my grandma. Well, again, I have some from my sisters. So. I have some, some from my friends. Okay. From way back when, but... Yeah. Or from my children when they were young and they used well, to write nice. me letters from. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I could put that together. But that's your emergency kit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I could probably scrounge up most of those things at my house. Right. All right. Um, I loved the dictionary portion of this book. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they basically just smushed the word huga into anything. Anything. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Right. Frida huga was like Friday night huga. <laughs> I'm not right. sure that I'm not getting that right. But like. That what they said was, you know, Frida Hugla is or Frida Huga is like maybe it's a tradition of settling in with your family on on Friday night to watch a movie. And I was like, that's been most Friday nights for me as an adult. Like, like right? How is that? I got so I guess I was I was struggling with this a little bit because I was trying to make Huga like a special thing, and I think that's it's just a way of life. Yeah, it's like not right. They want you to have this all the time. The one thing that I want. That I need to do in my house. It says you have to have this nook. Did you see that part? Mm-hmm. You have to have this a nook. A crow? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. You have to have this little nook where you can go in and that is your space. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounded with books and blankets and a good comfy chair and, you know, yep. all the things that kind of listed. A okay. space in your house. Like a little. So I need to build a little alcove. Take, <laughs> do you have an extra bedroom? I have two. <laughs> yeah, take one of them. I, I, I'm in the process of that. <laughs> I have a, a friend. I won't name her because I don't know if she... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask her to tell the story, but um, after her kids moved out, she took one of their bedrooms and turned it into her closet. Aww. She put like a whole fancy closet organizer in there. She has a shelf to display all her pretty handbags, and it's very like fun and pretty in there. And I was like, this was a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, I'm working on that. My little office space right now, which is my son's old room. Here you go. So I took his bed out, and um, he can sleep on an air mattress when go. he comes home, <laughs> which isn't That's... often, but, you know, I... so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I unknowingly did that in work from home. I went to the paint store before everything closed, and I was like, I'm going to get all the paint I need to do the house. And so I did. I painted it this nice shade of blue, and I ordered a bookshelf and a desk, and I said, and so when I was reading that thought, that part of the book, I thought, oh, oh. I got this. I didn't know I was doing that, but I did it, and I love it. <laughs> so, and I did get a really comfy chair, so that worked out fun. No, it does say that Huga is not just in your home life; it's also in your work life. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you can set up Huga in the office. Yeah, I'm not sure how you get have, other people on board, but yeah. <laughs> but I guess in your space you could do that, right? right? Yeah, I have a new office, so I'm working on it because I'm trying to decide. What, yeah, I guess what I want the vibe of this office right. to be. And right. maybe it's going to be Huga. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so there it is. Right. Right. So, and also, Huga is inexpensive. So, yeah. Th- that's what they said. It's inexpensive. And so um, they also said that um, Danes are happier at home than they are, are out, like in a restaurant or a bar. Mm-hmm. 
and that it's a very good excuse if they don't want to go out to the restaurant or the bar or whatever to say, oh, that's not very hoogling. Yeah. But also, <laughs> so that's their excuse. But also they go into places. What was he talking about? The terrible cup of coffee coffee that tasted like fish? Oh, yeah. But he's like, but it's a, it's very huga, so we go there anyway. And I'm <laughs> right. like, I mean, so well, wait, yeah. I can appreciate good like ambiance, but I'm not drinking fish <laughs> coffee. coffee, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm or, to draw the line somewhere. Order something else, or right. you know, have a glass <laughs> right. of water and a cake or something. I just, I yeah, I was, I was like, I, I mean, I kind of get it, but I'm also not going to eat or drink something mediocre. No, just because the place has good lighting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, Well, okay. So let's, can we go back to the cake portion for a second? Because this was, okay. The parts about cake was cracking me up because they talked about the one that you bake for Christmas and everybody's like competitively eating it because they're looking for the the lucky almond Almond. or whatever. Right. And, but the part (laughs) that really got me laughing was the, it was a very short section where they were talking about cake at work. Oh, <laughs> and they said that there are people who report that like when there's cake in the office, there's like a group, a team that scouts it out. They call it Cake Watch, yes. which I was I was kind of laugh crying when I was reading this because it brought me back to. Um, do you remember I've talked about Jen Lancaster before, the person mm-hmm. who writes the memoirs? Mm-hmm. So she has a this is really funny. She has a whole chapter in her book, Such a Pretty Fat, that talks about she was trying to go back to Weight Watchers and she was doing it online and she was doing great but she kept seeing these messages on the Weight Watchers online program that people who go to meetings do three times as well losing weight as people who don't and so she thought okay I'm gonna go now but she was reluctant because 10 years earlier when she had tried it the entire meeting that she went to was devoted to discussing tactics and avoiding birthday cake in the office. Oh. <laughs> and it's so funny because she's like she's, she's expressing this dismay to her husband and she's like, I really like I hope that this meeting isn't about birthday cake. And he's like, that was 10 years ago. They must have moved on to some other. It was an anomaly. It's going to be fine. She gets there. They start talking about their challenges in a day. And somebody immediately was like, birthday cake at work. <laughs> she was like, I'm out. I can't do this again. <laughs> so I was laughing because Cake Watch to the Danes is something that's so happy and like everybody's going after it. Meanwhile, she's telling the story about a woman at the meeting who dumped leftover cake from her office birthday party into the trash and put dish soap on it. So no one would be so she wouldn't be tempted to eat it. Right. So I was like, wow, we really we have a lot of varying opinions on office cake. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Well, you know, and the one thing about Huga too is it's it was it's about being kind to yourself. It says and yes. giving yourself a treat and a break from the demand of healthy living. Yeah. So because healthy living is like so rigid. I mean, if you really yes. want it to be rigid, well, have a piece of cake. Yes. I mean, granted, you don't need cake every day, Agreed. but you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. And there are people who do and a small little yeah bite. who can. Right. I mean, that's great for them. Right. But so. Okay, so two two other thoughts I had on this. First of all, I'm amazed that collectively a country and its people can just decide that this is how they're going to live, right? Like, right. like they they leave their strollers outside at the coffee house. Yeah, and no one, no one ever steals your bike. Mm-hmm. And 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 you were talking about the we before me, and the nobody monopolizes the conversation. And it was like it's such a nice thought. And of course, there are bad things happen there. They're oh, and they said it. that in the this very, is very beginning. much a Facebook version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it just seemed like they all just sort of, by unspoken agreement, are not going to let these 
these right. stressful things right. take over. Like, that's just how right. they're going to live. Because it did with... say that in the very beginning. We have our share of crime and all kinds right. of stuff. So it's not to and say... terrible weather. <laughs> yes. It's not to say that this takes over. You know, this is everything. And then my last question, and I don't think we're going to answer it, but it was just something that occurred to me while I was reading it based on our experience living the last 10 months, is if they had written this book now, mm. how... Like, how would 2020 have made feeling Huga or being Huga or doing Huga different? Like, would the book, how different would the book read now, do we think? I don't know. Because, well. Like, was it hard in 2020 to make things make these things happen in Denmark? I forgot to look up what their numbers were like. But. Yeah, I don't know either. I would, just, I would think, though, that they already had the beginnings in place in okay. my opinion do you know what i mean i feel like yeah. they already have this wanting to stay at home and like that was their preference to stay at home now they don't have to go out <laughs> right yeah but <laughs> they quarantined. also can't be with other people well i think that they could have those little bubbles three could to four your tiny people. social circle so be your be pod yeah maybe I hadn't thought about that. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's not like you're out in crowds and stuff. Yeah. And they're, That's true. They didn't want, they don't like restaurants. Not, not everybody, did, but you know, they prefer to be at home. Yeah. Socialize at home. So I don't know if it would hit them as hard. So maybe 2020 did not impact Huga ability. Right. Huh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Interesting. See, I wasn't sure we'd be able to answer it, but you did it. Good job. <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. They have recipes in here and one looks actually kind of good. It's called a skipper's do yeah but the other one um it's braised pork cheeks in uh-huh. in dark beer with potato celery mash I, I think i would that pass was not the one i picked out kelly <laughs> i i passed i think i would pass on the braised pork cheeks which cheeks it doesn't say I think uh, it's the face cheeks i think it's so but um the yeah jowls kind of but the brisket with the chicken stock and the potatoes. Yeah. That looks really good. Yep. I like brisket. So, yeah. But, yeah. But see, look how long this braised pork cheek recipe is. It's got like one, two, three, four, four, four steps to it no, over a period see, of that's time. that's a lot of steps. It is. So, anyway. I thought, I did think that I would be able to be, like, not a master of this because I obviously haven't been thinking about this as long as the people of Denmark have been. But, like... A fireplace and low lighting and a good book and a snuggly blanket. I mean, who and a hot drink. I was like, that? that's a perfect right. time, right? Like, I get that, but yeah, there were some other things about this, like, like the the long cooking processes, the part about Christmas. Oh, Christmas was a I was I was ordeal. actually kind of stressed like reading know, about it. It sounds like an ordeal because every year I like I like Christmas. I think and and that's what we do in our at our house is Christmas, but I like it and I it's never not fun. But I I have like varying levels of enjoyment depending on the year. Like if it's right. an especially stressful year, then I might it might take me longer to get into the Christmas spirit. Right. And like the things that they were talking about doing, I was like, I don't know. Some of these might I might just be like, <laughs> eh, I'm gonna go to my house for two weeks I'm, and I'll see you guys at, at New Year's. I'm pretty sure that Christmas has its own chapter in this book. It does. It, it does. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> like the whole year leads up to right. Christmas Huga. Yes. Which is a whole other level. All right. And I was, I was impressed with their commitment to it because it, if, you know, and they do talk about how there is some like unhugalic leading up to Christmas. Like there, you have to get through some less than stellar efforts right. to get there. But um, 
But yeah, their commitment to it in December was impressive. Yeah. So yeah, but it was it was an interesting. It was very interesting. It was very interesting. Uh, I think that there's a lot in there that we could take, even if you only took a little bit. Absolutely, but. Um, it's just a, it's just a re- we all know this what right? we should be doing we all know that yeah. we should be doing this to make ourselves happy and less stressful life and yeah. it's just so it was a good reminder yep a lot of self-care reminders in here mm-hmm. you know make sure that you're taking care of you taking care of your family not letting stressors t- get the best of you yeah it was interesting and it doesn't take that long to read no <laughs> so that was good <laughs> right so <laughs> All right. So for next episode, mm. we are going to read Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, some of you may know that um, they have produced a TV show on Netflix, a limited series for Firefly Lane, starring Sarah Chalk and Katherine Heigl. I don't know which one of them plays oh. which character. Hmm. I think that I know. I think Katherine Heigl is playing Tully, and I think would be Sarah Chalk guess. is playing Kate. Um, that <laughs> This one's a little rough. It is <laughs> so a little rough. I'll be... Um, and now that we've read the book, I think when I watch the show, the anticipation is going to be sad. Right. Right. Like right. it's going to. But also maybe I don't know. Maybe the story will be different. But, you know, TV. they change it. You know, they right. do. They have that liberty to change oh, things yeah. up. So. so we'll see. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so if you want to join us for the next episode, we're going to read Firefly Lane for that one. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our discussion of that. Plus, maybe a little review of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, probably maybe just the first episode. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think I can get through the whole series before the next time we meet. But right. um, we'll take a look at the first episode and see how it compares. Uh, in the meantime, we hope you guys are stopping by litwithkellyandjacqueline.com to read our reviews and cocktail recipes there. And if you follow us on Facebook, you'll get updates when those uh, articles are posted and when new podcast episodes drop. So we hope that you're doing that and you guys are taking care of yourselves and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Talk to you then. Cheers. Cheers.